right now. Welcome, guys. My name is Brahim Mansa Kalon. This is Kingdom Talks. We're here to share information that will transform the lives of believers. And today, we are going to hear a testimony from one of our sisters in the faith. I'm going to briefly ask you, my dear, to introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Um, my name is Sylvia Rivera. I live in Spencer. I've been serving the Lord about, I would say, almost 20 years. Um, April will be 20 of next year. Um, I accepted God when I was 23 years old. Or I wrote about my blog. It's because it finally has to be said about my testimony and how God have brought me here and I'm still standing. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Um, I usually like to ask my guest to share with us how they came about giving your life to Jesus because everybody's salvation experience is unique. So Absolutely. I'm curious to know how you encounter the Lord the first time. Um, it was actually an invitation at a home where a person was going to have service in her house. She was going to have a pastor and a couple members go to her house and do a service over there. And she invited me. And I was in my desperate times where I was suffering from depression, anxiety. And she knew my story and she knew what I was going through. And she, you know, asked me and I agreed to go there. And that's where I accepted God in that home. It was not even a church. It was at a home. Wow. I gave my God, my, my heart to God at that very moment. I remember falling on my knees and telling God, God, I need you to take my heart today. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, the takeaway from your first experience with the Lord, how you came about giving your life is that sometimes we limit the opportunity for people to give their life to Jesus will limit it to the church where God is accessible everywhere at home, in the business setting, even with your friends, hanging around, yeah. chilling around. As long as you call him, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, you or a few other believers with an unbeliever among them, and they call upon that name, he'll be present. So this is just a takeaway to the audience to let them know that just as what we have heard from our sister, that she gave her life to the Lord in a home. In a home. So we shouldn't limit salvation for people just in church. Wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves, let us allow the Lord to use us to give people the opportunity to receive Jesus. Are you currently serving in the ministry? If so, in, in what capacity? Okay. Um, right now, me and my husband assist in the church. It's called New Hope Apostolic Church. Um, before this year, we and my husband was pastoring a church for 10 years where God had told him, you need to reset and you need to do other things, which that's currently what he's doing. He is um, um, testifying, preaching wherever they ask him to go to. And that's where we currently uh, are doing, but we do presently go and assist to a church in here in Massachusetts. 
Interesting. So, yeah, I did my research on, on your blog and I saw that you have quite interesting, you know, profound and plain, you know, truth that is very relatable. So can you explain to the audience uh, why you decided to share your experience to the whole world and, and true blog? Um. Me and my husband, were, like I said, was pastoring for 10 years and we ne I never spoke about it. But my husband would always tell me, you know, you need to talk about it. He was actually the person who put the title to the blog. Um, you need to tell people where God um, found you and where you came out. And yes, at the age of four years old in the blog, it says that I was raped by a stepfather. Um, abuse first came along, of course, verbally, mentally, into the physically um, came at four years old. My, my, my hopes and dream as a little girl was taken away at a very early age. And that's where all my journey started. And, um, you know, growing up with anxiety, depression, reliving the life that you want to forget and you can't. And it comes to the point that I need a God. I need a God to do something in my life because not only did I have that abuse, I also had someone in the family who started abusing me at age five years old. And right after that, my as a young girl, I just wanted to commit suicide. As a young girl, I when kids are playing around and kids in the park coloring or you know doing different things as a little kids should be doing here I am thinking about how can I just die and when God came into my life and took away that depression that anxiety and I'm gonna tell you while I was doing the blog a lot of people have read it people that I know family um friends people that I used to pastor in the church with my husband read it um it was hard it was hard because I thought I was completely free. I thought of serving the Lord, I was completely free and that was all put away. But writing the blog is what completely set me free. And I can tell you, um, I cried about it. It took me a week at a time to even write the blog because I needed some time to just recoup myself Put myself in position and say okay i gotta write and i gotta finish it that's why the blog is only nine posts i only wanted to put a little bit because i wanted to talk about my life what god did in my life no nobody else but in my life so that's where everything started at age four when i couldn't move on my teenage years the dreams that god revealed himself to me and how he took me through a journey and I never understood the, the journey that he wanted me to go through until I finally reached the light. And I can tell you, God really came into my life. A lot of people go through the same thing and they don't know how to move on and they get stuck. But there is a way and the only way is through God. Even the, the title itself, From the Gates of Hell, sometimes we think that people cannot experience hell on earth because that's going to be the destination of those who don't believe in Jesus, but people are experiencing a taste of hell on this earth, just as you can also experience a taste of heaven 
on this earth, right? Because Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life in abundance, the life that he, he had in heaven to bring it here on this earth. So you sharing such a, an experience of the gates of hell at as early as very young, you went through things that a child should not be exposed to. Okay. I, I can't even imagine. Like for me, I came from Sierra Leone. I was exposed to war. I saw people get murdered, right? And when I moved to Canada as a refugee, God took away the nightmares that I had. God took away the fears that I had. But I was exposed to things at an early age with such... Now take us on this journey from the gates of hell to the light. Amen. Um, I remember um, I had a couple of dreams where God was revealing himself to me already. My parents both didn't serve God. I grew up in a household where they say they were Catholic, but we never visited church. Um, there was um, drug involved. My mom was a drug addict, an alcoholic. My father as well, he passed away because of the um, addiction that he had. And through my years growing up, and through my teenage years, God kept talking to me and what he wanted to do. I experienced it through dreams. I didn't understand the dreams when he spoke to me and told me, hey, listen, I'm waiting for you. Come and see me. There was a dream at one point that I had that I will never forget. I had a lot of encounters with God through dreams. But the first one was the one that I really want to express. And it was me being at a, at a boat where the wind was blowing. It was it was just a dark day and, and it was a huge boat and someone spoke to me. It was loud. It was a loud voice. It wasn't someone specific. It was just a loud voice and told me, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to hell or do you want to go to heaven? And in the dream, I said, heaven, at that point, the boat, it turned into pieces. Mm. And I saw a little kid in a little boat. And I remember hanging in top of a, a, a one of the broken pieces of the boat because I was going to die. And he said, come in. And I did. I jumped inside the boat. And when he took me to the seashore level and told me, just follow those big rocks because somebody's waiting for you. And I said, okay. So I started walking. And when I saw myself with this big throne, it's a, it was a huge throne, but I couldn't see the person's face. All I saw was his legs. And it was like ghost-like. But I knew now that I know God and I know who God is, I knew it was God. And all I saw was his leg and there was millions of angels behind him. And all I heard loud because I couldn't see his face was his hands just telling me, come here. I was waiting for you. I woke up from the dream crying because that was my first experience that I felt peace. But then it went back again into the nightmares and the terror and the depression and the anxiety that I was suffering. But that was one of my first encounters that now that I'm grown up, I'm like, God, since I was a young girl was calling me, you know, and I was going through hell, but God was revealing himself to me that, that he had a different plan. That's why he was calling me. The question I want to ask you about your parents, sometimes when we're not raised in a, in a godly home. We open the door for the devil to come in. 
Amen. No matter our past, God is a God of creating new things, new life, Amen. everything. Like, did, did, did you receive any help or did you just kept quiet? Did you speak to anybody? Because that's most times when people, especially teenagers or young people at that age, they tend to be quiet because it's a family member. Um, I kept quiet because the person who abused me was a stepfather and he put terror in our family. I had three older siblings, which now as older than we are, we talked about it and we all went through the same thing. It's just that he knew how he was doing it. And my mom was so much in love with this man. Um, so she wasn't going to leave him. When I was four, that, that was the first time that I got abused. And I thank the Lord because God will send someone. And he sent my uncle, you know, to, at my yeah. house to yeah. find out what was going on with my mom. Mm, what, mm, mm. And, and I remember that day that I told my mom, please don't leave me here. Take me with you. And she's like, no, I got to leave. You know, I got to go to the supermarket. But she knew I was going to get raped. But she was in love with him. Mm. And when she shut the door that I begged her not to leave me, all I remember him holding me through my, you know, neck and choked me and threw me in the bed. If I can't tell you what happened, I can't remember. It blocked. If for some reason my mind got blocked, maybe God blocked it for I won't remember that experience. But I knew it happened because when everything went back into normal, I knew going to the bathroom what had happened to me. But I can't remember at that moment what really happened. It's unfortunate because they say, why would God allow this to happen to little kids? But like you said, your parents are the protection of your kids. They are the one who put prayer over their kids for the bad things to happen, not to happen. And my parents weren't Christian, so I can't blame them. I can only blame the devil. Wow, wow. When he saw her with a black and blue because he used to abuse mm. her. He said, fine, I'm leaving. I'll be back. But they waited for him to come from work. And I guess it was him and my other, it was my other three uncles and waiting for him outside. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. They beat him up. They didn't know yet what had happened. They never knew. Hmm. I kept it to myself. I kept it quiet for so many years. And when my mother wanted to go back with him, he said, no, he was so terrified of what my uncles did to him that he decided not to come back. And, you know, I know God was in the plan, even mm. though it happened and I got abused, but I know God took care of that. I never mm. saw him again. That was it. He left. My mom tried. I remember crying over the phone and trying for him to come back. And he was so terrified of my uncles that they, he never came back. And um, for me, it was, we're going to be okay, you know? Wow. This is the question that many unbelievers are asking us as believers that if God is so good, why does he allow little children to go through endless crimes? If God is so good, why did he allow me to be abused or raped or whatever it is? These are tough questions that at times I just listen. I don't have an answer. But one thing I know is that God causes all things to work together good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. You are a clear example of such a person because at an early age, 
God revealed himself to humanity that he has a purpose for your life and God loves you and you also love God. But whatever has happened mm -hmm. in your past, he caused it to work together good. So now my next question I want to pose to you, how did that affected you, especially through your teenager years, your young adult years, even up to now? Because I know when, when such an heinous crime occurs in the life of a child, it, it completely, it does something to your life. Like you become a different person. I can't even explain it. Only, only the victims can explain it. But how, how did that affect you as an individual and also people around you? Um, it did affect it a lot, even into having a relationship. Um, like I said, my brother started touching me inappropriately after the stepfather had left. He was 16. I was five at the age. Um, when, he, when he stopped, he went to the military at 17. I was already five. Um, that, again, started bringing trauma. I kept it quiet because he would tell me, if you say something, I will kill you. And you, as a little kid, you don't know how to speak mm -hmm. up. But growing after that, um, growing up, even in school, you know, I couldn't focus. I had a lot of trouble um, reading, um, understanding. It's just, it's the way of so much trauma in your life, you can't move on. You yeah. cannot move on. You all you do is is think about what happened, and when relationship comes into your way, you would think, okay, um, this person is gonna also abuse me, mm -hmm. or mentally abuse me, or physically abuse me. I don't trust, mm -hmm. and so for so many years I didn't trust. When I was 16 years old, I was working at a restaurant, and this 15 year old older man was trying every day. He would come and harass me. And you as a kid, this is this is where I want to get to. You as a kid, you're like, okay, you know, everything is fine. Uh, you, you become, I don't know, naive in a lot of ways. I don't mm. know why, but you become naive. You think that abuse is just normal. It's just the normal way of living. Mm. Even though you don't talk about it, you don't tell anybody about it, mm. and you know in the back of your head that it's not normal, you think, okay, it's fine. Mm. So me... As a naive teenage girl, he invites me to New York, and I'm like, okay, he's going with his stepmom, with his, fa his father. Nothing's gonna happen to me. And um, he got me drunk. He put something in the drink where he abused also of me again. Hmm. And that's how my older daughter, um, she's 26 years old right now, um, she came into this world. And after that, I was never a happy person. I would not get into a relationship. I trust no one. I wow. didn't want him to be anyone until, mm -hmm. like I said, I met my husband now. And he is a God-fearing man. And he helped me through my journey. Wow, wow, to, wow. You know, he came from parents. His father is a bishop. Um, he gave, came from priest um, family where they all, his brother's a pastor he his father was a bishop you know and he helped me in my journey i thank god that i got that in my life wow. but like you said there's no way you can be happy having all those trauma but i know above all it was god and when i gave myself to god i gave myself to god completely 
My life was a prayer and fasting because I wanted to be free. Mm. I wanted to be different. Mm. And I know that my relationship with God, you think it happens immediately, but it's like a relationship when you're going to get married. You need to be in fasting and prayer and communication yeah. and able to be able to have a relationship with God. But it did affect me, it affected me in my life. Even um, with my daughter, I love my daughter dearly. But I didn't know how to be a mom. I was 17 years old. I didn't know how to do it, but I took care of her. Today, she's 26 years old, and she's a registered nurse. Wow. She has a good career. She's she's a great girl. I just became a grandmother. So I cannot, I cannot say that God did not help me through my journey. A child that was born, born out of a rape, and I could have aborted her. I wow, could have. Wow. Wow. left her because of everything that happened to me mm, but mm. i took care of her because i said into my mind i would mm. never be alone again but mm. that did not fill me up only god filled my heart up and wow. at age she was about six years old when i accepted god so wow. wow wow i like the fact that you said that in the mind of a child it's just a normal life some people accept your hell experience as normality absolutely oh god i don't think that's the will of god he said i've come to do what to give you life and life in abundance i have come to call sinners to repentance everything is the opposite of evil to good because our god is good taking bad experiences using them for his glory no matter what life throws at you and i but god will eventually win at the end so you are a living testimony, my dear. And thank you so much for sharing this Amen. wonderful experience. Like I said, only God knows and you and God knows and, and only God is capable to help you. No matter the amount of psychology, no matter the amount of whatever it is, but only God, because that's that's a deep issue. And only God can Amen. wipe away that tears, you know? That, I mean, now you, I'm pretty sure you're a strong woman. You're able to to at least be there for, for, your, for your children. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure you ensured that things like this would never, never, never happen. happen again. Oh, no. Oh, no. God will meet you. I would say 90%. He will meet you there. But you have to put 10%. And I would say, give God the chance. Mm -hmm. Open your heart and let him come in. Give him the chance to come in into your heart. And I will guarantee you. And like I tell everyone, I cannot breathe if I don't have God in my life. I will mm -hmm. guarantee you that he will be the breath of your life. And your life that you're going, whatever you're going through, because everybody's going through their own battles. Yeah. Everybody have their own devils or their yeah. own demons that are tormenting them. But whatever is that you're going through, let God come in. Let him come in. Amen. And that's my only word of encouragement. Open your heart and give that 10% and have the willpower to serve him. And he will take care of the rest. 